Hi, my name's Olivia, and I'm on a mission to break the silence of domestic violence and sexual assault. This podcast is brought to you by Bolton Refuge House, which is headquartered in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. At Bolton Refuge House, we believe everyone has the right to safety, dignity, respect, and self-determination. Bolton Refuge House creates a safe space through programs and services for all persons impacted by domestic violence, intimate partner violence, and sexual assault, and advocates for social change. Here at Bolton Refuge House, I'm not going to lie, we have been pretty busy, and one of the things that we have been really busy with is helping individuals find a safety plan that works for them. And so I was trying to think of what we could talk about today and discuss, and safety planning kind of popped into my head, and I think it can be completely life-saving for some individuals who are living with someone who is abusive. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how to develop a safety plan that works for you to keep you, your family, and even your pets safe. But first, I'd like to take this moment to thank Alley Red Financial Services, located in Monjovi, Wisconsin, for sponsoring today's episode. Without her support, today's episode and this whole podcast would not be possible. One of the major challenges that we had when we wanted to initially start this project and the podcast was funding. We are a nonprofit, so we needed funding to buy materials and things to keep this up and running and Ali Rudd was so kind to sponsor us so we can have this project up and running. So she can help you with a lot of different financial services. If you need health and Medicare supplement, life and disability insurance, or even retirement planning, I encourage you just to give her a call. If you need more information, and all of her information really is on her website, you can go to alirud.com. Okay, so I kind of wanted to start this out like I did a couple episodes ago with the poem, and I found some really good poems. If you're interested in going to their website, it's called familyfriendpoems.com, and if you just, if you're like me and like poems, you can go on there and read about a variety of topics on there. This poem is called Abuse, and it was written by Adri. He pulls my hair, he slaps my face, he kicks me on the floor. I love him so much, so I don't have the strength to walk right out the door. There's blood on my face, everything hurts, all I can do is cry. I made him mad, so this is what he does, I wish I knew the reason why. My heart won't let me leave him, and it hurts too much to try. I wonder if this is how my life will be, from now until I die. He says he's sorry, he takes me in his arms, he even starts to cry. I tell him I forgive him and that everything is fine. For now, at least, because I know it will happen again in time. I thought this poem would really hit home to a lot of individuals and survivors out there of domestic violence and sexual assault, so that's why I chose that and I hope you enjoyed the poem. But I wanted to talk about safety planning today with you all because we have been doing a lot of that lately and I just thought, you know, that's a good resource and to kind of know so you can keep yourself, your kids, your family members, and even your little fur babies safe. Before we jump in to learning about how to build a safety plan for you and your family, I want to remind you that 
You are the expert in your own life. You know your relationship very well and know what could and couldn't work for your relationship. And I'm just here to give you some tips and tricks and maybe some ideas to help you build a solid plan that can keep you and your family safe. Some of the things that I recommend might not pertain to you or might not be a good fit for you, and that's completely okay. I'm just here to kind of give a general, um, give you general ideas on how to safety plan and maybe give you some ideas and tools that you can use in your own home. If you are unsure on how to build a safety plan for you and your family after listening to this episode, I want to encourage you to either give our office a call or call your local domestic violence shelter and see if they can help you prepare a safety plan. For those of you who are living with someone abusive and things start to get heated and arguments start to occur, one of the first tips I have for you for safety planning is to kind of think about your house. Some of the most dangerous places in the home if you live with an abusive partner are the kitchen and the bathrooms. The kitchen has knives and dangerous things that can be thrown and used as weapons and bathrooms are, they have a lot of sharp things in them and they're enclosed and there's not really, typically in a bathroom, there's nowhere to escape. So if you're starting to get in a heated argument or you're seeing that your your partner or whoever is being abusive to you is starting to get heated, start going into a more, like a more open room to where you're able to escape. So maybe go to the living room or kind of close to the door. So if things are getting super heated, you can run out and leave. One thing I want you to think about is if you do have children, try to come up with a plan ahead of time so you're kind of prepared for the situation. So if your abuser is violent or getting heated and he or she has been known to attack children or hit them or anything like that, just lose their temper with your children, try to come up with a plan on how to make sure that your children are safe. So Something that you might want to think about is if you're near your children during an argument, maybe stepping away, going to a different room or a different area. That way, the argument is away from the children and the children won't be seen as a target or won't easily be accessible to throw things at or to take their anger out on the children. If violence is something that is unavoidable and your partner is getting heated and starting to become violent, And if you feel like you can't escape, you might think about running into a corner of the house. When you arrive at the corner, get into the fetal position. This allows your body to be protected and to make your body a small target, making it more difficult for your body to be hit. If there are weapons in the home, such as knives or guns or anything of that nature, You probably don't want to be in a heated debate or an argument or a fight or anything like that around those weapons where they're easily accessible. If you can, try to stay away from those areas as much as possible. Something else that I want you to think about too is having your phone on you and having it charged at all times could be extremely beneficial to you. If you're starting to feel like you're in imminent danger, call 911 or text a friend, neighbor, or social worker. 
There are so many resources that are accessible to individuals in a domestic violent relationship. If you don't have access to a phone in your home, it might be a good idea to go and look for the nearest payphone. That payphone could really help you in an emergency situation and allow you to make those phone calls that you need to make in order to maintain your safety. Going back with if you have kids, one of the things that might be a good idea for you and your family is to come up with a family safety plan. Letting your kids maybe know a code name or a code word or something so they know, okay, yes, mom or dad, they're in fear. This is a serious situation. They told me that that word means to go and call 911 or go and get help or whatever that plan is for you and your family, how you want that to be. Let your kids know the situation so they have a safety plan as well. Another thing that you could do with your children is to have another word or even maybe just bluntly telling them to wait outside for you if you're in heated debates or however you want that to look like in your family. So that way, if it is a very dangerous situation and you feel in fear of you and your children, you they will already be outside waiting for you so you can get them in the car as soon as possible. If they're of that age, you know, we don't want you to ask like a two-year-old or something like that to be waiting outside by themselves. But you're a parent, you know what's best for your children, and if you think that might be something that could benefit your family, that might be something to put into your family safety plan. Even though you want your children to have a safety plan, you might want to keep it in the back of your mind, especially if you have smaller children, that children tend to be very honest and open, especially the younger ones. So you might want to think of a backup plan in case your child or your children Tell your abuser your emergency plan. Your backup plan might include people you're going to call or have an alternative place that you can go to for safety. If you have children, you might want to think about having a safe space for your children. Having a room or an area in the house that they can go to when they are feeling scared or uncomfortable could be very beneficial to them. Preferably somewhere that's not a bathroom or a kitchen just because there's so many sharp things in the kitchen and bathrooms are normally small and enclosed and nowhere to escape in case you need to run and flee a situation. Also make sure that with your children, although they might want to intervene and protect their parent, make sure it's very clear to them that they should never intervene into a physical altercation or even an argument. Just try to keep the children out of it as much as possible so that they're as safe as possible as well. If you've listened to the episode with Judge Many Deeds where we talked about the ACEs study, we learned that a child being raised in a domestic violent home, it can truly have long-term effects on them, not only mentally, but also their physical body can have effects from living in stressful situations. So I think it's important to be self-conscious of that and self-aware that your children might be struggling a little bit and giving them some tools to help them process things. So make sure that they're seeing a counselor or give them a list of names that they can talk to about these sensitive subjects, you know, school counselors, maybe there's a family friend or a relative or even you. Just make sure that they're able to talk and kind of 
feel safe about being open about how they're feeling. I don't know if you guys have heard um, the episode where we talked about the individual who was severely abused whenever they had a unsupervised visit because the child wasn't being abused. The abuse, the abuse was just happening to the parents. And so how to um, come up with a safety plan for whenever you're doing unsupervised visits. If they're having unsupervised visits, you want to have them come up with a plan similar to what's at home. So if they're spending the night with their other parent who is the abuser, have them um, identify how to get to a phone. Maybe they have their own cell phone. Um, who to call in situations of emergencies. Just kind of talk to your children about the different scenarios and how to keep them as safe as possible and if they're able to leave the house if they're of that age and who they could go to. So during the cussy exchange process, you want to try to avoid giving your children to your partner in either your home or their home. Try to do somewhere more public, maybe like a restaurant or somewhere where there's like a shopping center or something where there's people around and there's cameras or maybe even just say like near the police station so that way if something does happen the police is right there to help facilitate that or keep you safe sometimes it's best too if you feel comfortable having a relative or a friend with you you can have your friend or relative come with you when you're being with your partner to give your children to their dad or their mom and sometimes it's just better to have more eyes there and not just be alone. I think with children it's really important to let the children know that this isn't their fault and they they didn't deserve this and that you love them so much and you support them no matter what and tell them that you want to make sure that they're protected and they feel safe too and just have them come up with a plan and I think it's really important just to really plan and be open to your children about the situation and let them know that whenever mom or dad becomes violent these are the actions that they need to take to keep themselves safe. If you have a car another thing that I recommend you to do is make sure that you keep your car fueled have plenty of gas in there and if you have if you don't have like a a driveway where it makes a U if you have to back out to like leave. I recommend that whenever you park your car and when you go home, always have, always back up so that way if you need to leave on an emergency basis, you can get in your car and go. You don't have to worry about backing up. That takes more time. So just try to be more aware of um, possible outcomes and keep yourself safe that way. Um, if you start noticing that your partner is abusive, try to stay away from necklaces and scarves and anything around your neck that could easily have you strangled. If you are planning to leave, there are some documents that I really do recommend you to just have a copy of or keep them with you if that is possible. There are some things that would make your life a little easier if you have these documents before you actually do leave. So kind of come up with a leaving plan. You want your birth certificate, your children's birth certificate, your social security card, driver's license, things like that. That's something that is super important to have if you are planning to leave because you probably don't feel safe to go back and to grab those documents. And so 
really prepare yourself for that. Maybe also have credit cards and or money or some type some type of financial way of paying for things um, only in your name. So that way he can't track your spending. If you guys share, you know, a bank account or a credit card account, make sure that there's a way that he or she or your partner cannot find you and they're not tracking your spending. Save some money up too. If, if you can, if you're planning on leaving, definitely try to save up some money so that way you're not completely stranded and financially have nothing. So if it's possible, do save up money. Also, you want to keep with you maybe um, your medications and your children's medication. That's something very important that you should have with you and a change of clothes. If you guys have different cars, I recommend that you pack a change of clothes for you and your children. So that way, if you ever need to go, they at least have um, some a change of clothes to last them at least a day or two until you're on your feet. We do see a lot at Bolton. A lot of individuals, they don't want to leave their abusive partner because of their pets. One of the amazing things about Bolton Refuge House is that we have a partnership with the Humane Society here. So if you are scared because you don't know what's going to happen to your pets, take your pets with you. And I mean, call. it's always nice to call the shelter first and let them know so we can rearrange it, kind of prepare for that. But at Bolton Refuge House, we do have a program with the Humane Society and they will watch your pets and take care of them and even let you see them, of course until you get back on your feet, which I think is amazing. There are other programs out there in other states that do the same thing. So call your local domestic violence shelter and see if they have any program like that because sometimes there are programs out there that can help keep your little fur baby safe so you don't have to worry about them and that's not what's keeping you staying with your abuser. I know I spit out a lot of information today, which is why I'm going to cut this episode short because there was a lot that was said and sometimes that can just be overwhelming. If you have any questions at all about safety planning, contact your local domestic violence shelter or give us a call. You know, we have a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week confidential hotline to answer your questions. Advocates are always there to help you. That number is 715-834-9578. Also, I got a lot, almost pretty much all of my information today from the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And you can go to that website. That website is www.thehotline.org. And that is a wonderful resource for you to go on there and look at healthy relationships, what abuse is, safety planning. It goes more in depth in safety planning than what I did today. But if you have specific questions or if you're trying to build your own safety plan, I encourage you to give us a call. We can help you out with that. Um, All of our services are free. So feel free to give us a call. Or if you wanted to even email our director, she can help you too. Or if you have any questions, her email is director at boltonrefuge.org. And if you want to be on the podcast and share your story or anything like that, just email her. Just put on the subject line podcast so she knows that's where it came from and we will help you out that way. I want to thank you so much for supporting this podcast and listening to it. I, along with the rest of the volunteers and staff at Bolton Refuge House, I know I can speak for them. We strongly and greatly appreciate all the support you have given us in this project If you want to help spread awareness about domestic violence and resources, 
that would be amazing if you could share this with your friends, your family, your community members, and together we can truly help break the silence of domestic violence and sexual assault. I'm your host, Olivia. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll be back next week.